All right, welcome to the Sports Injury Central Super Bowl podcast, along with the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. I'm Neil Everett. I mean, you can feel it coming in the air tonight. We are, we're, we're, we're taping this podcast on Wednesday, the game Sunday. We're in downtown Los Angeles outside Super Bowl prep headquarters. Doc, everyone's looking for an angle, right? Okay, you provide insider knowledge. That's different than insider information. How so? Well, uh, according to the SCC, insider information will land you in jail. <laughs> That's the first thing. Don't want that. But insider information, insider knowledge can make you a lot of money if you know what stocks to pick. The same thing here. We're just a tool to say, this is what the real injury situation is. This person will or won't play or how well. And I'm sure we'll get into the tight ends and what have you. But each individual should make their own rooting and wagering and investment decisions but it's information that isn't coach speak, uh, propaganda, so to speak. And that's a coach's job to put out different things and so forth. It's not just an injury report questionable. It's more detailed than that. Okay, and so in your mad scientist mind, you take all this information, you come up with the, the SIC score, the SIC score, SICscore.com. And last time I looked, it had the Rams 86.8, the Bengals were 82.9. Now, the line is four. That's not related, though, to your six score. That just ha by happenstance right here. So tell me how you, what the six score means, how you calculate it, and what it means to me. So our Sports Injury Central score is roughly based on a percentage of health. So is this person 95 or 99% healthy, or are they 70% healthy or less? And you know, by the time you get down to 30s, you're probably not even playing but like the tight ends, their scores to be determined still are certainly gonna be far from 90. They're likely to be 50, 60%. And you could roughly call that a fantasy value if uh, their DFS uh, point projection is 12.7 and your score is 52, you should probably expect about six points. Right. So it's relative health. We have it for individual position players. We have it for teams. We have it for team offense, team defense. So we also have, for example, the Bengals pass offense against the Rams pass defense in right. terms of health. Okay, and so then I just use that information to, to you know, the lines for, I think, therefore, that this guy's out or this guy, Doc, says this guy's not 100%. I'm going to lean this way. And, and same for fantasy. I'm not going to spend, we'll get to the tight ends momentarily, but I'm not going to spend big bucks on a guy who, who's not going to be 100%. Correct. So, for example, let's say fantasy or DFS. Cam Akers right now is $10,000 on FanDuel for right. DFS. And we think that that might be a price tag that's a little bit too high. Why? Uh, he First of all, uh, he's, he's back. Everyone knows he's back. But he's not 100%. Can't hold on to the football. Well, that's a whole other <laughs> issue. And he didn't practice last week with a shoulder issue. Okay. So that affects game planning. And we think that Daryl Henderson is coming back off injured reserve by the end of this week on Friday, who will steal some carries. So Cam Akers value at 10,000, and we did a video at Sports Injury Central showing how explosive he was against the Seahawks in the playoffs last year, and how relatively pedestrian for Cam Akers he was in the conference championship. He started with three carries with big holes for 29 yards, 
and he finished with 10 carries for a total of another 29. So he was 13 for 48. That's not Cam Akers like. He usually right. is more dynamic than that. And without practice last week, we think Henderson's likely going to steal some some carries. So there may be some better value there. Not to mention prop plays. Like right now, uh, Cam Akers' prop yardage is higher than any production this season in the playoffs because people are worried about the Bengals' run defense without Larry uh-huh. Ogunjobi. But we think some of those yards are going to go to Daryl Henderson. So it's just opinion. And look, if you love Cam Akers' prop, maybe you should only go half a unit. Right. If you love Daryl Henderson' prop, maybe you should go two units. I mean, it's just it's it's a tool for decision making. Henderson five touchdowns in the twelve games he played before he got injured, and you didn't mention Sony Michelle either, who's got some value. He's at seventy five hundred on Fanduel. Yeah, and Sony Michelle, you know, has his own chronic knee issues. And so uh, we see it slotted where Henderson's going to come in higher uh, than that. So it's just an opinion, and it's based off of injury. And that's essentially what we do, whether it's Joe Burrow rushing props or Odell Beckham props or or what have you. Uh, Of course, when you get to the Super Bowl, the teams are overall healthier because you don't get here if you're not. Tampa got knocked out because they had injuries. The Green Bay Packers, we were saying at Sports Injury Central, with Bakhtiari still not there, and with the backup left tackle injured, 60% of the offensive line was now shuffled. And we were saying the O-line shuffle might prevent them from doing the Super Bowl shuffle. And sure enough, it wasn't the only reason, but San Francisco, I'm trying to steal the middle Everett. There you go, there you go. Is that good? Am I learning from the master? Is that good? Yeah, you gotta smile for me. Okay, now, field view. What what does that mean? And what's your main concern there? Field view is a uh, graphic where we have, let's say the Bengals offense against the Bengals defense and sorry the Bengals offense against the Rams defense and you can hover on it and see right here when you look at it that the right side of the offensive line is injured you go to the little plus mark and you see it's Riley Reef and he's out etc you go to the, the tight end and you see CJ Uzama is out or or right now but likely to play we, we put grades on it. so you see individual player positions and then you can flip to the Rams offense against the Bengals defense and it's a way to schemat- schematically look at things as well as quantified numbers it's a visual where you can say this sure looks like an overs game or this sure le- looks like an unders game or it sure looks like Matthew Stafford is a great MVP candidate here or whoever or Joe Mixon whatever you think Okay, we're going to get into some props. We're going to get into the tight end. Sports Injury Central, Super Bowl podcast, downtown L.A. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Sports Injury Central Super Bowl podcast. Neil Everett here with the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. You, you, you've alluded to the tight ends. You're, you're dying to talk about the tight ends. The tight ends are dying to play. Uzama pulled his brace off and, and said, I'm playing. He's got an MCL sprain. McVeigh not as confident about Higby on the Rams side. Where do those two set in your eyes? And, and how do I do I Do I fade him? Do I play him? Do I go back up? How do I play this? Well, first of all, I think uh, Uzama has a career in WWE coming, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was, was pretty fantastic. I yeah. mean, uh, I've actually worked WWE in the past, but, <laughs> you know, uh, as, I, as I say, they're, they're, uh, it's scripted, not fake. But anyways, uh, Uzama, that was great. But here's the key. As you watch the video of Uzama afterwards, high-fiving fans around Paul Brown Stadium, you could see the limp and favoring the left knee. So here's the deal. Both tight ends have an MCL sprain. Uh, Higby's to his right knee, Uzama's to his left knee, minor difference. But here's the difference. If this were the regular season, I'm confident neither would play two weeks after their injury. This is not the regular season. 
as a team physician, you go, you're not 100% okay, but you have to worry about this week. But if you re-injure it or aggravate it, you might miss three, four more weeks. Maybe you wait. I think that's the case for both of them. But the healing powers of the Super Bowl, the final game of the season, I think both are dying to play. Uzama's been talking about it. Higby's been more quiet. They have very similar MCL sprains. I'm quite confident Uzama will play. But does that mean an over or under prop? We don't know yet because there are no prop lines out on the tight end receivers yet. We'll have to see where that sets. But you have to factor in that he's likely to play for a couple of reasons. One being, he's been there longer than Zach Taylor. He's one of the stalwarts in that locker room. He's been through a lot of injuries. This is his chance. He's been through a lot of losing. He's been through a lot of losing. (laughs) Imagine if you're Zach Taylor and you've only been there a couple years. You say, CJ, we love you. It's the biggest game of your life. I know you're 60, 70% and you think you can help us, but we're not going to activate you. That's a hard conversation to have. CJ would probably take it like a man, but I guarantee you that rest of the locker room and Joe Burr would be in there saying, ah, come on, coach. we got to make him active. This is huge for us. Add to that, and I'm not trying to bag on any player, but his backup, Drew Sample, was known as a blocker, not a pass catcher. So that adds to the equation. Tyler Higby on the other side has done very well, and obviously a key component there. But Kendall Blanton is not a bad option B. So from a strategic standpoint, perhaps a 60% CG Uzama gets to be active in play because of what he can bring. And maybe a 70% Tyler Higby sits because Kendall Blanton is 80% of him, you know, when you know, on, a, on a healthy day. So there's a lot that goes into the decision. I think both have a reasonable chance to play because it's the Super Bowl. Otherwise, they would not be in there. Okay, so Uzama's backup is primarily a blocker, which leads us to a prop bet on Joe Burrow and perhaps the over on the yards that he'll be forced to run, or because he's he's not going to call a running play probably, but pocket breaks down, he takes off. It's twelve and a half yards, and, and you've got a little history with, with with info on this. You were all over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, over 19 and a half, I believe it was last Super Bowl, and he had that beat, boom, before your popcorn was, you know, you sat down with your popcorn. Yeah, so last year going into the Tampa Super Bowl uh, with the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes had his turf toe, and so his rushing props were depressed because of that. And I came out and said over 19 and a half, and I saw it in Vegas at 22 and a half, 23 and a half, 24 and a half, and climbing, but I still said over, and people challenged me said you think they're going to let him run the ball I said no they're not but with Eric Fisher being out at left tackle with the right tackle backup right tackle with the starter already hurt moving to left tackle with the right guard moving to right tackle 60% of the Chiefs offensive line had never played a starter a game together and they're going up against the now healthy Vita Vea JPP and Shaq Barrett I say Patrick Mahomes going to run for his life and here's the key right Rushing yards, scramble yards count towards rushing yards. Yes. Sack yards do not count against rushing yards. They count against passing yards. That's a big point right there. So Patrick Mahomes had three scrambles in the first quarter. Halfway through, we already (laughs) hit it. So, look, this time the numbers aren't quite as favorable, but here's why we like it. Number one, the Rams have have a great defensive line. And the last great defensive line that that Bengals offensive line played was the Tennessee Titans. And they had nine sacks. KC has a pretty good D-line, only one sack. What was the difference? Since they had the same injured offensive line, Joe Burrow scrambled a bunch and it had 25 yards on three scrambles. 
and there was only one sack in that game. And we've analyzed video of the game. A, his knee's a lot healthier than early season. He's more apt to run. No, I don't think they're going to call design runs for him. But this is the Super Bowl. Look, in the regular season, you might say, get out of bounds, get down, throw the ball away. This is the Super Bowl. You're not throwing the ball away on third down. You're, you're going to run. You're going to try and gain yards. You're going to escape the pocket. And that's what he did in the AFC Championship game. So we see a repeat of that based on the offensive line against the defensive line and the health of Joe Burrow's knee. The Rams' defensive line is, re is really something. I mean, Aaron Donald uh, anchoring that, which leads us to uh, the MVP prop, or you can bet on it. You can bet who's going to be the MVP now. Matthew Stafford, the court. You know, there, there's one bet out there. I think it's plus two thirty. It's anybody but the quarterbacks. So, but but we're we're taking a look at Aaron Donald right here, and maybe Von Miller. Von Miller, the last defensive player to win a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl Fifty for the Broncos. So Aaron Donald, which I believe we got Aaron Donald at. At plus 1600 last time I checked, we've had nine defensive players, or nine times a defensive player has been named the MVP. It's happened 10 to 10 players because you had Harvey Martin and uh, Randy White when they swallowed up Craig Morton in Denver way yes. back when. So, what do you feel about what do you feel about a, a little run on Aaron Donald as an MVP or a Von Miller as opposed to the the easy Matt Stafford or maybe a Joe Burrow? Well, those are the easy obvious yeah. ones, but but if we look at injuries in terms of what's happening. We've talked about the Bengals' offensive line. So, look, you probably could, if you wanted to, as great as Aaron Donald is, scheme him out. Plus 1,600 is not bad. Those are the FanDuel lines. And, and, look, I'm not a gambler. I'm in California. It's not even legal. But just in terms of playing the math and the numbers, 1,600 is not bad value. But will the Bengals find a way to chip with the tight end or, or running back and take Aaron Donald more out of the game? And if they do, does that leave someone else? Vaughn Miller is at plus 4,000. Yes. And he was his previous Super Bowl MVP. And he's healthy now after his injuries in Denver. Yeah. So plus 4,000 seems like a lot of value. Another guy with a lot of potential. Look, if you're going to concentrate, you can't stop everyone. Right. So pick right. your poison. But I would say the same thing potentially on offense for the Rams at wide receiver. Of course, Cooper Cup is, is a favorite to be MVP. But what about Odell Beckham? Everyone says, hey, Odell, look, uh, the scheme fit is better with the Rams. That's why he's doing better. We at Sports Injury Central say maybe the Rams are better and it's a better scheme fit, but it also has to do with the health of his knee. He came off of ACL tear last year, and we said the beginning of the first half of the season would not be that good. And indeed, that was all spent in Cleveland. And also in Cleveland, you could say he was the 1A or 1B with Jarvis Landry. With the Rams, not only is his knee healthier, and he's a go-to guy, but he's the number two. Yeah. So he's playing against the number two corner. Cooper Cup's got the attention. So the, between McVeigh, Matt Stafford, Scheme being the number two, but don't forget the health of his knee, there's probably some value for Odell Beckham and what he's going to do too. And they've massaged him mentally. He is he is focused and he's ready. It's board. not about him. It's about the team. Yes. All right, the Sports Injury Central Super Bowl podcast. We're going to be back with some final thoughts. Don't go away. Neil Everett, the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. We're back at our uh, Sports Injury Central Super Bowl podcast. We're, we're, we're getting ready to wrap it up. The, the, the football season wraps up with the Super Bowl. That's much sadness. They used to play the Pro Bowl afterwards, but now the Pro Bowl's already been played. How about Justin Herbert, go Ducks. Okay, Super Bowl's over. You're not done, though. You're just getting yeah. started. What, what do we got? We got basketball? We got baseball? We got a lot of stuff, and we're not just talking USFL, right? Hey. That's uh, some more <laughs> football. But, but NBA and Major League Baseball now. So what we did with pro football, Doc, we brought on 
pro basketball docs. I've done NBA stuff and Major League Baseball before, but most of my stuff has been football. So we brought in a former Chicago Bulls doctor who's featured with Michael Jordan's Last Dance. We brought in a Houston Rockets doctor. We brought in a Texas Rangers doctor. So we're already well on the road to analyzing the NBA, doing similar things, talking about how Zion Williamson isn't going to come back this season, talking about how LeBron James Baker assisted his knee could be a bigger problem than people are making it, making it out to be. And as soon as baseball finally gets going with their labor stuff, we'll be covering that as well as we lead into the draft and college baseball, college basketball, March Madness. And really when it comes down to it, we want to be the site. Hopefully there's never an injury, but if there ever is an injury in any sport anywhere, instead of the, hey, so-and-so left in the first quarter, check back, we'll say so-and-so left in the first quarter and this is what our doctors see, giving you the first look at what the injury might be, as well as all the six scores. And for basketball, we'll have court view. For baseball, we'll have diamond view instead of our football field views. Two words, in-game, okay? Go right there. All right, the game, okay? We're not going to ask you to make a pick. Uh, I'm going to make a pick. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams because it's it's the first game I ever went to. My dad brought me on a Greyhound bus when I was about this tall, way back when. Roman Gabriel, Jack Snow, Les Josephson. So that in my heart there, I live in L.A., be good for the city. It's hard to bet against Joe Burrow right now. He's got the Joe Namath, the Joe Montana, cool. Four seems high. Four seems make you think they want you to take the Bengals. Whenever they want you to take one side, I'm always going the other way. The injuries seem about right now. And first of all, we're, we're taping this on Wednesday. If something happens between now and Super Bowl Sunday, Doc's going to jump back on here, and he'll tell you how that might affect the sixth score and how that might affect what you're thinking about the game. Personally, I'm going to go for the Rams. What are your thoughts going into this one? Not asking you to make a pick. Well, you know, I'm in California, so I don't make picks and I'm just injury analysis. I think you got to concentrate on the offensive line of the Bengals against the defensive line of the Rams. And so I would look at how they each handle that in the first series or two and maybe go in game before you make your final call because I think that's where the mismatch may be. Can they handle that or not? Final thought that just came to my head. The Heat. 84 was the highest Super Bowl temperature ever recorded. The Memorial Coliseum right down the block down here. It's when the Dolphins beat Washington, that perfect season. Jake Scott was the MVP. It's supposed to be 82 in Inglewood on Sunday. I want to know how the heat affects anybody. And I also want to know how the home field advantage plays into the Rams' advantage. Or is it a disadvantage? Well, in terms of the heat, you know, there's a saying, right? It's not the heat, it's the humidity. And there's some <laughs> truth to that, okay? And so it's not the 82 degrees. That's measured in the shade. 82 degrees in the shade is different than 82 degrees in the sun of the Coliseum. This is still tarped and covered. So it's not going to be that hot. It's not going to be humid. So I don't see temperature being a big deal. Of course, the Gatorade, the water, maybe pregame halftime IVs, they're in shape. I don't see cramping as a big deal and being tired. This is the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's a big factor. As far as home field is concerned, I get it, the Rams are at home, but they're not even in their own locker room. The Rams are technically the visitors for the game. The Rams will get to call the coin toss. They're technically scheduled as the visitors. The Bengals are technically the home team. Yeah, the Bengals are sleeping in a hotel, the Rams are in their own bed, but would you rather be in a hotel room alone by yourself, uh, able to get some sleep with, uh, with you know, a possible sleeping pill if you need, or would you rather be in your home with your family and aunts and uncles and cousins and nieces and nephews? I need nephews? a ticket, I need a ticket. I'm just saying, who knows? <laughs> All right, that's it. That's our Sports Injury Central Super Bowl podcast, our first one ever. We've had a good time. Doc, thanks for letting me be a part of it. We'll see you at SoFi 
come Sunday. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.